It's very unique. I got to charge a church I've never met. <laughs> so I've got to charge you up. And I'm going to ask the Lord to help us. Let's pray. Our Father, we, we ask that you open our hearts and our minds to see Jesus Christ. Help us as a church family to see the truths of your word. We pray that for Calvary Baptist Church that you bless them and their people. We pray that you bless Brother Aaron and his family as he ministers to this family, church family. God, we pray that you bless the remaining part of the service and your word. And we'll be careful to give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The Apostle Paul has given us some instructions in 1 Thessalonians to the charge of the church and your responsibility towards the man of God. The first thing that he says concerning this 1 Thessalonians, talking about the rapture of the church, and 2 Thessalonians speaks of the revelation when Jesus Christ will come and the rule and reign upon this earth. The first thing that he made clear, he says, knowing brethren, beloved, your election, your election of God. When the man of God gets up and preach, the elect will manifest himself. Elect means, is God's means whereby he evangelizes the world. If you want to know if you're elect, if you are telling others about Jesus Christ, you can rest assured you're with the elect of God. Then he speaks out in chapter 2 concerning the man of God. He is to be like a role of a mother. He has to nurse. Then he has to be the role of God uh, as a brother to encourage. Then he has to be a role as a father. All of us know that when we're hurt, we love to go to mama. When we're hurt, we do not love to go to daddy because daddy was a strong wall. So the preacher has to play all these roles in the ministry. Then he moves us into chapter number three, and he says the purpose of the man of God is to establish you and to comfort you concerning the faith. Then he speaks in chapter four concerning how we're to be ready when the Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Then he digs in in chapter 5 in which I want to give the charge to the church of Calvary. If I may bring this practical up to your day, he would say like this, Calvary Baptist, grace and, and peace be multiplied to you. This is what the word of God has concerning you. In First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 11 through verse number 22, I trust that you have your Bible, will you know that I'm preaching the word of God. Verse number 11, it says, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together, and edify one another, even as also you do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and amolish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, and warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble mind. 
Support the weak, be patient towards all men. See that none render even for evil unto any man, but every follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophecies, Prove all things and hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. So this is the charge that I have to give to Calvary Baptist Church. First of all, you are blessed to have a man of God that God sent to your church. Now, since God sends the man, Spurgeon was a young man, just like all of us were young men. Our gifts and our graces develop as time goes on. So you have to give time for the youthful man to grow in the grace of Almighty God. But it's our conduct to our pastor. Whether you like it or not, this young man that you have voted to be your pastor, he's to rule over you. As what the scripture says here in verse number 12. And we beseech you, brethren to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. This will be the vessel to which God uses to share to you the riches of of Christ Jesus and the grace of Almighty God. He will use, now can I make this clear to you, grace is not measured by years. I have met a lot of people that are 70 years old that are absolutely dumb about the Bible and the things of Christ. And when his grace is not measured in years, this is God's man. When he comes to the pulpit, you need to train your children to listen to thus says the word of God. And your gray heads need to listen that this is the grace of God which he's preaching to our, so we are to show our conduct to our pastor. The Bible says this to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. If you only knew the responsibility of standing behind the sacred desk, it would make you think, as Martin Luther used to say, his knees clap like you clap in the hands, knowing that one day that he has to give an account for the ministry to Almighty God. But it says to esteem them. And that is, you're not to overlook the man of God. He has needs. And I will not have time to go into all that. I'm going to stay in my text. But the Bible says if he shows spiritual things, he must reap carnal things from you. Do you want to know what that means in Alabama language, country boy language? You're to pay the preacher. <laughs> all God's people said... You be stingy, you won't get no blessings because the Bible says, as a man soweth in the context of paying the preacher, shall you also reap. And if you don't want the little end of the stick, you better be obedient to this command. We are to remember our preacher and his wife on special days. Find out when their birthday is. Make much of it. Make it like it's a president of the United States coming to your mess. And make it a very special, special day for the wife and the pastor. 
and their little children. Amen. He's going to have to have some money as the days grow and his family grows. Now, I want to make this very clear. The pastor's wife does not have no role in the ministry. She's to stay back from the teaching. Why? Because she has to put up with the pastor. And it's much to get him back in line for Sunday and Wednesday. So you have enough in your church to fill this world. So it gives us our instructions for Calvary Baptist Church. These are your instructions. Now, your instructions inside the church. Now, it's not the pastor's job to straighten up people, but it's the church's job to straighten up people. And all God's people says. The first thing that he says inside, he gives you a warning. And you're to warn, as the Bible says here in verse number 14. Now we we exhort you as the church family. Brethren, warn them that are unruly. Now what are those that are unruly? They are troublemakers inside the church. Can I get some help? What are troublemakers? They are idle people. They're lazy people. They want to check but don't want to work. Now, here's the thing that the Apostle Paul says. When you see somebody starting trouble that's idle, it carries the idea of somebody in the stone day when they had stone walls in their backyard, one neighbor going against the stone wall leaning and talking to another neighbor about the pastor, talking about this, and they would not work, expecting the Lord to come any moment, and they would not work, and he says it's the responsibility of a church family, whatever you do, you do it as a church family and say, now listen, you need to quit talking about our preacher. You need to quit talking about our church family and get in line as with the scripture of Almighty God says. The second thing that you're to do, you're to comfort, comfort the feeble. That is, not all the people at Calvary Baptist Church are going to line up so easy. Some of the people of God getting a new preacher, it takes time. And some of the people are going to get discouraged. And some of the people are going to get depressed. And so they have to have some encouragement. And it's the church family that encourage everybody to stay by the stuff. Stay with the preacher. Can I make this as clear as I know how to make it? Jesus Christ was not understood by all of his disciples. There's many had left discouraged, depressed, but it's our job as Calvary Baptist Church to encourage and strengthen all of the feeble-minded, be comfort to them. Then it speaks of the support the weak. That is, the believer sometimes lacks knowledge. He doesn't see all that he needs to see. And so it's us that are stronger at Calvary Baptist Church as a church family. We are to encourage them and show them things in the scripture and help them with their assurance. And there are some people, whether we like it or not, 
we must face the fact there are some people in the, sin, in the church that struggle with sin. I think it was mentioned how we wound and kill our fallen soldiers when we ought to be ones that support the weak and help them to stay on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. Some lack encouragement. Some have trouble, difficulty in believing God. And so it's Calvary's responsibility to constantly encourage and stand by the preacher. Then it speaks that we're to be patient with all men. Now this is hard to do. Can I get an amen? Some people are hard to get along with. At Calvary, Charity, everybody gets along with everybody at Shady Grove. But we're to be patient. What does it mean to be patient? It's like a slow burn. Now looking back, Brother Kevin, now that I'm getting older, I look back and I seen some older preachers and older saints that were very patient with me as I develop in the Lord. I had a lot of mistakes I can never forget when I asked my wife, when I left the pulpit, I'd always asked her, say, honey, show me what I'm doing wrong when I'm in the pulpit. So when we left the pulpit and got in the car, I said, okay, what am I doing wrong? And believe it or not, she sure enough let me know what I was doing wrong. <laughs> then the next time I asked her, I said, what am I doing wrong? And boy, finally I asked her, did I do anything right? <laughs> we have to be patient. Now you, that I can just look at some of you at Calvary's Church, you're heading to the sunset of your ministry. You got to help this young man to be settled and be patient with him. Yes. And to God, raises him up to be strong in the things of Almighty God. Why well, we responsibility on the outside of the church? I want you to notice what the Bible says in verse 15. See that, you not, see that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever fallen that which is good both among yourselves and to all men. Now, I have to put this in country boy language where you could see this. He's saying, no hair pulling for hair pulling. If somebody pulls your hair, it doesn't give you the right to pull their hair. And it says, don't render evil for evil. No slapping for slapping. You shove me, you better be ready. I'm fixing to shove you. But that's not the way the church of the living God operates. They shoved Jesus all the way to a tree and nailed him, fastened him. To be the redeemer of the Lord. The scripture tells us we're to be like Christ. And you men of God, when somebody throws something at you, stand like a man. Take it like a man. And be fruitful for the cause of Jesus Christ. Let the world outside know you are for God's people and his word. Then last of all is our attitude how do we get this done? How can we do this, Dad? 
Paul has given us the instructions. Rejoice evermore. I think God's people ought to be the happy people who are walking around here. If you're looking down here, you're going to be in a mess. I kind of like to check in with heaven's quarter every day. Hey, man, they're rejoicing up there. Our father's not disturbed what's going on in the White House or any other house. Amen. And what God says, we're to rejoice. And we're to pray without ceasing and everything. Give thanks. Now, notice this. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Thank God for our pastor. Aaron, thank God for our preacher at Charity Baptist. We have one representation from Shady Grove. Thank God for your pastor. <laughs> That's the will of God. <laughs> thank God for your pastor from Victory Baptist. I can't go no further. Blackjack and other. <laughs> Be good to God's preachers. And I want to tell you something, Aaron, before I leave. Your father-in-law is fixing to charge you. Don't never be so smart that you can't learn something from your members. There are some saints that have seasoned in the Lord. I have learned from the people that I minister to. They had something to give to me. Boy, I, I remember starting out, everybody's going to hell when I started out. Only one that's going to heaven, just a few good women. <laughs> but I come to find out, everybody's going to heaven. I'm wondering if I'm going. <laughs> Are you listening to me? And when a man in your church gives you constructive criticism, you take it like a man. Right, sir. It's for your good. Always for your good. And Miss Anna, when a lady speaks to you, don't be on the defensive. If you cannot handle constructive criticism, you ain't fit to minister. Right. You have to take it and learn. I think it's constructive criticism when it got so big in the church, they had to have deacons. They dealt with the problem. Right. And that's how you grow. Calvary, I'll be praying for you. And if you need any terms of rollage, they sell them at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs>